The Apostle Paul never married, but he has a lot to say in his letters about how to be married and be Christians. In the fifth chapter of his letter to the Ephesians, he has specific commands for husbands and wives that give us the basis for our understanding of the roles of men and women. Now, the first reason we should listen to unmarried Paul tell married people how to be married Christians is that he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to do so. But a secondary reason could be that Paul knew married Christians. Paul knew what God wanted him to say about being married Christians because the Spirit told him. And Paul knew that God was right in his directions to married Christians because he knew Christians who were working at marriage. Paul knew Priscilla and Aquila. And as I read what he writes in Ephesians chapter 5, I choose to believe that he was thinking about them as he wrote. I also choose to believe he was thinking about how they got it right. I imagine Paul thinking about his friend Aquila, who was the husband of his friend Priscilla when he wrote this. Husbands, Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Aquila and his wife met Paul in Corinth. They had arrived there just before he did. They had to flee Rome because of an order from the emperor. Aquila probably met Paul in the market when he and his wife were selling tents they had made. Paul came to work with them while preaching on the weekends until Silas and Timothy came to free more of Paul's time for preaching. They were all together in Corinth for about a year and a half. In that time, while they worked with Paul and watched him work, they learned from him about Jesus. Aquila learned about the Savior whose love brought him to fight for his people, his bride. He learned how Jesus came to give everything he had to them, to die for them. He learned how Almighty God became man to win the victory over sin that sinners cannot. And that victory came with his death on the cross. He didn't just live as a good example for us to follow or die a sad but motivational martyr's death. No, Jesus sacrificed himself for his people because that's what love does. Love gives whatever it takes. Love gives whatever it has. Jesus' love meant giving his life so that we could live. And in Jesus, we live. We do live now, and we will live forever in heaven. Our debt of sin has been paid. We are born again, washed clean, holy and blameless before God. And Aquila learned how good it is to love like that, to imitate Jesus' love and give whatever it takes and whatever we have so that others can see in our lives of faith an example that points to Jesus God's Son. And as Aquila learned about his Savior from Paul, and by faith he tried more and more to love like Jesus, that love was not just emotional, it wasn't even just spiritual, it was practical. It was something he could live out every day in his relationship with his wife. 
By faith in Jesus, the self-sacrificing Savior of his body, the Church, Aquila saw that he could put his faith into practice by sacrificing himself for his body, his wife Priscilla. He could love her and put her needs above his own and lead his household, not just as a good example and certainly not as a pitiable martyr, but as the head of the household with the burden of responsibility. He could bear that burden lovingly and thus preach a sermon to his wife about love, with Jesus' love. And when his wife was unsupportive or overbearing, his leadership preached a sermon about repentance and forgiveness. And when she submitted to him and supported him, his leadership preached a sermon about service and humility and the love between Christ and his church. And maybe it was his wife's idea to invite the Jewish preacher Apollos to their home to fill in the gaps in his understanding, and he rose to the challenge and led her. Maybe it was his own idea to open their home to the community of believers in Ephesus, and he did so careful not to fluster or overburden his wife. And he was in Ephesus a few years after they had received a letter from Paul, but they must have still had the letter. And maybe he even read it. And maybe he thought, I like that, that I get to honor Jesus' sacrifice by giving of myself to my wife, and that together we are Jesus' bride, God must really love me. To give me so much and to remind me of His gifts in every opportunity I have to give to my bride in our marriage. I wonder if Paul was thinking of us when he wrote this. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawi, who is like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.